Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Seeking Witchcraft. It's me, your host, Ashley. This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh and Uncommon Goods, so you'll be hearing a little bit from them later on. But today, we have Tiana on from the Astrology Witch Podcast. Hey, Tiana. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of astrology, but you were definitely my favorite astrologer. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I think of, like, you... In the context of podcasting, I'm like, she hates astrology. She doesn't listen to my podcast. I don't hate astrology, and I have listened to your podcast. You're like, about five seconds of it. And I was like, that's enough support for today. (laughs) I have listened to, like, three episodes. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Our episode? That might have been one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and anywho... Thank you so much for coming on. So for people who don't know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Tiana. I'm the host of the Astrology Witch podcast, where I talk about all things astrology. And then I talk about how those things can be applied to your magical practice, spiritual growth. And yeah, just that that's pretty much sums it up. You also host the Christian. Oh my God, I forgot I have that podcast. Yes. I do. I do also have a podcast called The Christian and the Witch with my boyfriend, um, where we talk about our religious differences because he's a progressive Christian. That's what he likes to call himself. And I am obviously Wiccan, Gardnerian. So we talk about our differences in our beliefs and how we navigate those things and how we think people can move forward toward being more tolerant and Uh, you know, live and let live toward others, whether they're in a relationship with them or they just know somebody like that or whatever. Uh, And then we also talk about politics and we get pretty aggressive in those episodes. (laughs) So this trigger warning for anyone who doesn't like political stuff, you're not going to enjoy it if you go over there. But we do have a lot of like our earlier episodes were definitely more about like religion and our religious differences and paganism and stuff and exploring that. That was really cool. Well, awesome. Would you like to introduce the topic for today that we're going to discuss? Sure. Uh, We're going to be talking about spiritual healing with astrology. Uh, Not so much magic, but, uh, you know, obviously, um, as I told Ashley, I'm launching a course in about 10 days. (laughs) It's the start date. All about, yeah, I'm very excited. I've been doing like a lot of work on it. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's a course about spiritual healing with astrology and magic. But I thought like if we come on here and talk about astrology and magic, it's going to be too much for people. But that's just, it it, it is in the course. Uh, And it's called Embracing the Sacred Soul Blueprint. Well, I'm super excited for you. I'm very proud of you. And I'm excited to talk about this topic today. Even though it, you know, it's about my obviously most favorite topic, astrology. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know there's other aspects of it. 
Um, on a not serious note, um, the first time I heard you type this out about the spiritually heal- healing, I definitely had that song playing in my head, that sexual healing song where it's like, you sexual healing. healing. <laughs> um, I just gotta let you know, like, that was playing in my head when I first. I mean, I wish I was right doing thing. something on sexual healing. I don't know if I'm the right person for that, though. That's probably someone else's, what are they called? Boathouse? Wheelhouse? Yeah, someone else, someone else out there is doing that. Probably, yeah. I'm sure there are people. Isn't there, isn't there some planet like Mars or something that's sexually focused? Or am I making Mars is about sex? Look, you are learning. (laughs) I did listen to you. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, go into our discussion. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about just because I think it's really important when it comes to not just spiritual healing, but looking at the difficult placements in astrology and also looking at astrology broadly, because so many people can get very caught up in thinking, oh, my birth chart sucks. This placement is here and that's why I'm fucked up. And you know, this placement's here and that's why my life is this way or whatever. And I really want to emphasize the importance of having the right mindset when it comes to astrology, because you're going to be getting so much more out of it if you can have a certain mindset and approach to things and also understand the approach that ancient astrologers um, took when they were looking at these placements and what the meaning of those placements really is, as opposed to just saying, oh, I have my son in Libra, which son in Libra, actually, I'm sure you don't know, but son in Libra is considered in its quote fall. That doesn't mean that it's a failed placement, but a lot of people will look at that and think, oh, it's a failed placement. It's a terrible placement. It's bad. And that's not what it means. What they're really talking about is how Libra is at a turning point, if you will, on the wheel of the year, (laughs) you know, in the season where we're going towards darkness, we're moving away from the sun. And so that's really what it's talking about. It's not actually talking about, oh, your, you know, your ego is going to suffer or your, you know, your brightness or the way you shine or whatever in this world is not going to be great or something like that. Although some people really get to that conclusion and it's not the right thing, you know, if that makes sense. So one of the things that I have come up with to try to explain to people how to have the right mindset around astrology is one, to realize that your natal chart or your birth chart, also known as natal birth chart, same thing, realize that it's really more, it's not you. Like it doesn't describe exactly you. What it describes is the condition of the house, which your soul is living in, in this incarnation. It's not talking about, this is the way that you are. This is the way you'll always be. This is faded. There are faded placements in astrology and we can talk about that another time, but those are really faded events. Not so much. This is how you have to be. It's, it's a snapshot of your birth and you have free will. So those things can change. I think that's one of the things that really put a bad taste in my mouth with astrology from early on. And this is before I even got involved in witchcraft or anything was people being like, oh, well, you're a Pisces. So you must be super imaginative and super dreamy and lost in your own thoughts. And 
I, I, that's not me as a person. I'm a very type A practical person, I, I would say. Yeah, and, I would agree. And, and so I just immediately, like, I don't know, I, I kind of got like defensive. I was just like, I, I mean, it's not that there's anything wrong with those descriptors for a person. If anything, I'd love to be more of those things. Right. But I felt like I wasn't. And so I was like, all right, well, astrology is not real. This doesn't apply to me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, And even when I was younger, you know, I used to read those horoscopes, right? Those like Cosmo horoscopes or Yahoo back in the day. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking about Yahoo. I know they still exist, but man, barely. Okay, okay. But listen, (laughs) Yahoo and like Yahoo Answers, Reddit is just the modern version of Yahoo Answers. Let's be real. Yeah, or like Ask Jeeves, which is even older. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Or if you're as old as me, Ulta Vista, Jesus. Oh, I I don't even think I'm that old. Yeah, I know. I know. I just have to show my age. It's like a flex now. Am I proud of it or ashamed? I don't even know. We're not even that much of of an age difference apart. Old enough. (laughs) Um, anyway, so yeah, but I I used to read those and I would read for my sun sign and I would get really frustrated because I'm a zero degrees Taurus and that's a very true Taurus, but like they don't tell you that when you read your horoscopes, uh, it's actually better to read for your rising sign than it is to read for your sun sign. So unless your sun lands in the first house and your rising sign is the same as your sun sign or in the same element or something, uh, you're probably not going to resonate with your horoscope. You're going to be like, this doesn't apply to me most of the time because it's actually you're reading the wrong one, if that makes sense. So uh, sorry, I'm just taking a personal moment here in this episode. So <laughs> my my sun sign's Aquarius, right? No, your sun sign wow. is Pisces. Your rising sign oh. is Libra. So that means you should be reading a Libra horoscope. Okay. So go read a Libra horoscope tomorrow and tell me if it resonates. I'm so curious. I'm dying to know now. All I know about Libra is a stereotype <laughs> that Libras are really into like beauty and stuff. That's that's literally all I can say. I, I don't know anything about astrology. So this is just for my friends who are Libras telling me what their stereotypes are. I mean, yeah, they're ruled by Venus. So I guess that's fair. But... <laughs> We're getting a really off track. Anyway. I, I do not mean to keep derailing this. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but anyhow, so there is an importance here to have the right mindset around astrology, especially your difficult placements, whatever they are. And also, like, you really illustrated something interesting, Ashley, when you said that, you know, it kind of turned you off when somebody was telling you, oh, well, Pisces are this way, so you're probably this way. Number one, if your sun sign doesn't land in... A house that is very active, which can sometimes happen, you're not going to feel like it resonates all the time. You might feel that your moon sign is way more accurate, which for in your case, I think it does. But also the important thing to know is that the one of the most important self placements in astrology in a person's birth chart is not their sun sign all the time. It's your, I mean, it's a combination of everything in your natal chart. Like your natal chart represents you and the conditions of your life, but really the self-placement is your rising sign. So that can actually take precedence over a sun sign. So, you know, I mean, that's just one of the ways that having the right mindset is really important. Uh, But as pertains to difficult placements, uh, I, I came up with this Okay, I don't want to say I came up. I found a quote from Dostoevsky, which this will wrap around. I promise this will <laughs> this will make sense. Uh, that I think really encapsulates uh, one of the important mindsets 
to have when it comes to difficult placements in astrology. And what he said was, there is only one thing I dread, not to be worthy of my sufferings. And I actually posted on social media about this. And I asked people what they thought, like, what does it mean to be worthy of your suffering? Well, if we look at the definition of what it means to be worthy as having or showing the qualities or abilities that recognize uh, merit recognition in some specified way, being worthy of suffering means to be capable of finding the purpose or meaning behind the suffering so that we can overcome it. Because if we can't find the strength, you know, and also within that suffering, then we are not able to accept, overcome, or even find the blessings that are hidden within them. That is so wholesome. Thank you. I'm just trying to do my best out here to make uh, people understand that the ancient people who we inherited this astrological context from, which are like the ancient Greeks and Romans, uh, they didn't look at the world in the way that we do, where we see things so black and white now, because we're very scientifically uh, motivated and very black and white, right? Where either this is scientific or this is not. And if it's not, it's a pseudoscience. But I mean, we're finding out every day that actually some of the things that we thought were, uh, I don't know, considered magical or considered unrealistic or, or fake or whatever, uh, aren't actually that fake, right? Like if we look at things in the medical field, just as a small example, um, things like inherited trauma. If I tell you that like inherited trauma is something that's real and that they've done studies on, you might think that I'm like probably a little bit insane. But if I tell you that you could inherit trauma in the same way that you inherit other traits from your parents, like if your mother is really stressed out while she's pregnant, that stress can be inherited in the embryo and they've actually done studies on it. Then it doesn't sound so outlandish because I've given you a little more evidence. That's really interesting. It's fascinating. Uh, if you're interested, I'll let you know what book I was reading about it in uh, later. But yeah, uh, it's crazy because we really think of those as like existential things and not as medical uh, occurrences that actually have a real and lasting effect. But they've done studies on people, for example, uh, uh, who were like descendants of Holocaust survivors who have dealt with a lot of, you know, extreme stress, right? Uh, and, and those people have lower levels of cortisol, like very consistently. And some of them have like higher rates of depression and anxiety, and they don't know why. And there's all this crazy evidence, but anyhow, I'm getting off track again, but what I'm all this to say, super interesting though. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to need to, to look into this. Yeah, sure. totally. I, I know you as a researcher will be like, I'm going to go look more into that because it is fascinating, but all this to say, you know, we, we laugh when somebody says, oh, I'm breaking generational curses, but it's like, what is inherited trauma? And if that is actually a real tangible thing that we dis were discovering is more real than we know, it's not just an expression of uh, existence then what is a generational curse other than inherited trauma? And if it actually is real, then it's actually real. And I think astrology is a great way to look at that through a very specific lens and a very specific context that allows us to examine our own painful, difficult experiences. And we can find that meaning in the pain points of personal astrology all over the place, but namely in places like Saturn and Pluto, the eighth house, our moon sign, Chiron, 
And, you know, from these placements, we can find, yes, our deepest wounds, our most difficult challenges, burdens, insecurity, fear. But you know what else is found there? The key to the transformation. So it's not just how we're hurting, how things feel heavy, how things feel unbearable, like the world is just bearing down on you, but also how we can overcome those things. And that's one thing that's really amazing about astrology. You know, we like to examine things through this scientific context all the time. And we forget that like the spiritual, the religious context of looking at things can actually be really helpful to overcoming those. Because if we're constantly looking at it through a absolute black and white evidence-based framework, then we're missing this other part of it. I, I don't know if you ever read the book, Ashley called uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I haven't, but um, I don't know why this is making me think of this one book. I haven't read it, but I know. <laughs> it's called uh, The Body Keeps the Score. Totally. I've never read that, but that I know exactly what that means. And yes, I totally believe in that. And uh, so in Man's Search for Meaning, uh, he he says basically the moment, the moment your suffering has meaning is the moment it ceases to be suffering. And I feel like there's so much to unpack with that, you know, like the moment we think there's a point to something is the moment that it's all sort of justified. But if we look at everything through an, a context of, is there evidence for this? And we ourselves don't see it, even though we're limited by our own perception, right? If we have no uh, higher spiritual uh, lens to look at other than the black and white scientific you know, logical, rational view, which we're all very proud of, um, and which can be helpful in certain instances. I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying it's only half the, the puzzle, right? We miss this whole other part of how to look at something in a different way and, and attack something from a different angle that might actually really help us instead of just kind of like, I don't know, banging our head against this brick wall thinking that well, tangibly, that makes sense because eventually the brick is going to break down thinking like, yeah, but your skull might also get crushed in the process or it might not. And then we don't think of like, I don't know, I don't even know a spiritual metaphor to give that would be like equivalent to that. Like, I don't know, meditating our way through the dimensions or something, you know, maybe. I, What's that? I'm just, I'm just enjoying like the wokeness of this conversation. <laughs> like, how, how deep we're getting right now. I'm sitting here like, damn, this I, is getting deep. I mean... <laughs> To me, it is really deep, you know, because I think that for me, I've dealt with a lot of trauma in my life and a lot of really difficult experiences, and you can see them in my chart. And astrology has helped me to reframe those experiences so that I don't just look at them with despair, if that makes sense. I look at them as innate gifts that I've been given because I see the gifts there because astrology spells those out too. This is so interesting. Now, now I feel like I'm going to have to ask you on the side, like, you know, I'm not the biggest <laughs> astrology fan, but uh, what does my chart say? I would love that. We can absolutely <laughs> do that after. I would love it. Um, oh. I, and I, I could totally give you like a quick little breakdown. You can go do your own research if you want to, and we can talk about it. I don't mind. But yeah, uh, whether we're aware of it or not, the key to unlocking, unlocking our spiritual healing and discovering our innate gifts, both spiritual and literal, and the key to transformation, they lie in all the difficult pain points that people are avoiding. Even people who like astrology will look at their charts and see something that makes them 
I don't know, like you said, annoyed or turned off because they don't like what they hear, whether it's true or not. I don't know. But but if they get like a reading and they're like, oh, well, you might have this problematic issue. People don't like that. Like we don't like being put on blast. But if we don't ever look at those difficult things and we're sort of missing the point because it doesn't matter if you have a blessed chart, like I'm quote air quoting this blessed or challenging I'm air quoting, like, you know, it doesn't matter uh, because either way, every person's going to have strengths and weaknesses and things that they have to deal with, whether it's an obstacle or a challenge or whatever, whatever it is. The meaning of placements being, quote, exalted, debilitated, or, quote, in their fall probably doesn't mean what you think it means. And I just explained that with the whole sun, you know, sun and Libra being in its fault. It's not what you think it means. There, there's a very specific mindset and system of beliefs for ancient Greeks, and that is a very magical, mystical cosmology that talks about how the order of the universe is built in a very specific way, and that the gods help us and we help them, and it's a very beautiful balance, and there's not meaningless suffering, if that makes sense. There's a divine order to the world. And it's seen as profoundly beautiful if you know how to train your eyes to see that. I didn't know astrology could get so deep. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it can, I think. So the next time you're stuck in like an endless loop of stagnation and you feel like you're spinning your wheels or you're struggling to find your own inner trust and purpose or wisdom or you don't have mental clarity, or you have no confidence, just remember that there is power and meaning in your pain. And if you want to find all of those things, if you want to find how to move and make moves, how to be confident, how to find trust that comes from you and isn't looking for outside validation and how to find value and worth, all those things are in your chart. I feel like I need to look at my chart. (laughs) I love it. I'm just like low-key converting you. Okay, so we're going to talk about Pluto and the eighth house really quickly and what they indicate, just so people can go and look at their own charts and kind of know what they're looking at. So the first thing is the eighth house rules long-term commitment and like sexual intimacy, which is a lot of things that will come up. And also like inheritance, that's something people really love to talk about, but it also rules over power issues and trauma and fear And like how, you know, we have felt powerless, but also where our power is and how to transform ourselves. Okay, so then we're going to talk about Saturn and Chiron and also how to build self-worth and grow spiritually. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And stay tuned. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Yay. <laughs> so we were going to talk about Saturn and Chiron next. Correct. All right, lay it on me. (laughs) So Saturn is about the ways that we learn lessons, like the difficult, big, well, everyone, you know, not everyone, fun astrologers call Saturn Big Daddy Saturn because Saturn really is about- I'm sorry, what do they call it? Big Daddy Saturn. (laughs) Big Daddy Saturn. Not everyone. Okay, I'm saying it like everyone says that, but only I've only seen a a couple other astrologers. It's just me, guys. I just wanted to make sure I heard you correctly. Yes, you did. It's because (laughs) Saturn can often represent the father in the chart. Gotcha. Uh, So that's one of the reasons why. But it, it, it embodies like fatherly qualities if we think about Saturn as that stern father figure who teaches us boundaries and our limitations and like what the rules of the house are. That's what Saturn does in a person's chart and in a person's life. And that's why it hits your life when you're around 28 to 30 or every 28 to 30 years. Like it'll hit your life multiple times if you're lucky. And you, you know, live to be 60 or 90 or whatever. But it describes the ways in which we feel burdened or heavy or trapped by something, right? Because limitations will feel constraining if you're trying to break them. Or if, and then looking at your chart, you can see, should I be breaking them or should I be respecting them? And Saturn tells us how we can either build up or break down boundaries to empower ourselves. So even though most of the time people are looking at Saturn as like, here's where I'm stuck. Yes, but here's also how you can become unstuck. Or here are the things you should learn to respect and that you will have to learn to respect because that's the lesson that Saturn's teaching you here. Uh, And then we have something like Chiron. You know, Chiron talks about our deepest wounds. In Greek mythology, Chiron is known as the wounded healer. And it's because in the, the mythology of Chiron is that uh, he's immortal, he gets shot with an arrow, and the arrow cannot be removed, and he cannot die. And so he's just sort of suffering. But he suffers so long, he learns wisdom, and he's able to heal others and himself. So it's like, that's kind of the messaging of Chiron, is where you have Chiron lie your deepest wounds, but also how you heal yourself, and how to heal yourself, and how to heal others. So it's not just you know, meaningless suffering. It's there's a purpose here. And like, for example, just to give you one, if to put context to this, I have Chiron and Cancer in my eighth house, which is just, you know, pain and fear and trauma, (laughs) but, and wounding, right? Because Chiron is landing in my eighth house of fear, trauma, and like, you know, inherited, probably inherited trauma because it's Cancer and it's in the house of inheritance. Um, And I have it in the sign of Cancer which is all about familial ties and the mother. 
And my relationship with my mom has always been complicated and it's left me feeling stuck in an endless loop of crippling perfectionism and defeat and feeling like I would never be good enough because the person who was supposed to love me the most didn't love me enough, either in my eyes or in actuality. Uh, or, or there's a feeling of lack, you know, of a lack of nurture that's stuck in my maternal line. That's There's a lot of ways to look at that. But if you ask anyone who knows me, and I don't know, Ashley, I guess you could confirm or deny this. Everyone that knows me, like on a really personal level, I would say knows that I'm like incredibly nurturing as a person and that I'm really good at taking care of other people and giving them advice and that that's become a source of empowerment for me is also to flow with like the energy of emotions and to find balance in that and mastering that will help me transform and heal myself. I would co-sign on that. Thank you. I'd sign off if that's correct. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. course. (laughs) All right. So we're going to cut off there really quickly. We are going to talk about the North Node, South Node and spiritual growth. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, welcome back. So let's talk about the North Node and South Node, because I have no idea what this means. I've definitely <laughs> heard you say these words before, but I'm flanking on what they actually... I know actually... I've definitely mentioned it to you. Yes, you have definitely mentioned this to me. (laughs) So this is very common for astrologers when they talk about spiritual growth. So the North Node is what we should be working towards in this lifetime uh, or in our adulthood, if you don't believe in past lives, uh, then South Node would be either your past life or your childhood. North Node is like, this is what you should be working toward in your lifetime for spiritual growth, whereas your south node is more of your comfort zone. And it's not necessarily like, oh, your comfort zone's so bad. I know people hear comfort zone and go, oh, that's terrible. I should not be in my comfort zone. Look, your comfort zone is great. It's comfortable. You're good at it. You know what's up. It's probably a skill that you don't even realize you have because it comes so naturally. That way of being, that approach to life comes so naturally. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just to say that, you know, all the great things, all the the fun, exciting things in life often take place outside your comfort zone. It doesn't mean that your comfort zone is bad. It just means that your comfort zone is a place of comfort and not a place of growth. This reminds me of when I tell people all the time that witchcraft isn't comfortable mm-hmm. because there's growth that's involved in it. And growing is uncomfortable. As it's it turns so out. uncomfortable. Yeah. There are places, and I would say, yeah, I mean, just talking about witchcraft, witchcraft has challenged me in so many ways and made me so uncomfortable and not in like a violating way, but in like 
in a way where I've had to ask myself, am I okay with this? How do I feel about this? Is this me being afraid because, you know, it's uncomfortable or is this me being afraid because it's, you know, inherently wrong or violating or something like that? And I found that, okay, this is not directly witchcraft related, but this is a, a quote from somebody online that I keep in my screenshots because I think it's really helpful when doing something scary. And it really gives me perspective when I'm like trying to go do something that makes me very, very uncomfortable. And it's, okay, it's this guy on Instagram that I follow. His name is Mitchell C. Clark. And it's a tweet that he said where he said, when you're nervous about stepping outside of your comfort zone, remind yourself, it feels scary because it's unfamiliar, not because I'm incapable. I really like that a lot. Me too. I love it. So I keep the screenshot. I mean, I literally went and did something last week. I'll tell you about it later. But I went and did something last week that I was like terrified <laughs> to do. I was I was like, I was very excited, but then dreading it. You know, it's one of those things where, where it's something you really want to do, but you're like, can, can I go do this or am I going to just die? <laughs> I don't know. For me, it felt that way. And I just kept reading this quote over and over again. I'm like, no, okay, it's scary because it's unfamiliar, not because I'm incapable. You know, humans are built around keeping ourselves safe. And that's a great mechanism when you're in fight or flight in the wilderness, but not so great in modern life. But anyhow, uh, back to North Node, South Node. In your North Node could be like energy that you're not comfortable embodying, but it's not because it's bad, it's that the uncomfortability is kind of the point. You know, uh, just to give an example, my North Node is in Pisces and my South Node is in Virgo. So having my North Node in Pisces is like trusting and having faith in a higher power and like really owning my spirituality and like letting go and like letting go of that need for control of every little detail because Virgo is all about the details and needing to have like perfection and precision in what you do and like being, you know, a master at your skills and crafts or whatever. And it's known as like the placement of people who have had to be like do doctors or surgeons. Um, and that in your past, like you've had to, you know, help people because Virgo is a sign of service in a way that required exact precision and having North Node in Pisces, which is, by the way, the it's like the opposing sign of uh, Virgo. They're all all the North Node, South Node will be opposing signs. Wait, what is opposing? Like, I mean, I know what I, I know what opposing means. Like, it's the opposite. But it's directly across the wheel, the natal wheel. Is does that mean that the traits as well are opposite? If that's the proper way to phrase it, or does that just literally mean it's across the wheel? Yes, but like archetypally, right? Like we when we think of something that's like very precise and exact and logical and rational. And then we look at Pisces and we go, okay, that's more about feeling your way through something and using your intuition and your psychic powers if you have them and like blending with the collective divine, right? And not necessarily being logical and rational and practical and being a perfectionist. It's about accepting things as they are and finding the beauty in that imperfection because those are, those are traits of Pisces, if that makes sense. Interesting. But yeah, everyone will have their North Node, South Node in something different. It might be similar if you're born around the same years or so as somebody else. Uh, they don't move as fast, the lunar nodes. But um, 
yeah, so that is another spiritual growth placement. Uh, other places to look at are things like your fourth house. Fourth house rules your home, stability, security, your roots, uh, and also whether or not you had that when you were a kid. You know, I have I have Pisces here again. Um, and Pisces in the fourth house talks about childhood trauma and also not being able to see your childhood or your home life or your roots clearly uh, because Pisces rules over sometimes confusion because they're so like into intuition that like the dark side of Pisces is escapism or like a lack of clarity. Love uh, that for me. It's great. It's not all you. Just let's, <laughs> let's just all acknowledge together now that every sign has a positive and a not so great aspect, right? There's strengths and weaknesses, right? There's like, for example, my sun sign is Taurus. Let's just, you know, roast each other real quick. So Taurus Everyone knows that if you read any meme online, all Taurus does is eat uh, and buy stuff and and like, I don't know, clutch our material possessions <laughs> or something like every meme out there is like talking about how all Taurus does is like shop and eat food. And those are, you know, I mean, I guess those are qualities of Taurus if you look at it only from like a negative viewpoint. But the other qualities are being really stubborn and persistent and like pursuing a goal to the end once we have one. If we don't have one, maybe we're lazy. That's the other thing that shows up in memes is that all tourists are lazy when really they're just not motivated to pursue anything that they don't really want. But yeah, so then there's things like Venus in the second house. If you struggle with self-esteem, self-worth and self-image, the second house is a great place to look because it rules over your self-worth or how you build self-worth. How do you build up your self-esteem and your confidence? Also your income too. Like most of the time people will talk about your second house being ruling over your finances or your income. But I mean, it really does rule your self-worth because let's say, for example, if you're someone like me, I have Saturn and Capricorn in my second house, meaning that I'm learning lessons about my own self-worth and my own self-esteem. And like Saturn anywhere is going to make it extra hard. Uh, and not only that, but having Capricorn there, it's very practical. That means I have to be incredibly disciplined about my approach to income and finance and also have a strong sense of self-worth. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep learning lessons of Saturn like over and over again. And also building boundaries there, right? Because Saturn rules boundaries. However, if you have like almost like not the it's not the a direct opposite of Capricorn, but like a very opposite energy would be having Pisces in the second. Pisces in the second would be Money doesn't really mean anything to you. Like maybe you do make money. You could be wealthy or you could not be wealthy with Pisces in the second. Doesn't indicate how much money you're going to make. What it indicates is how you approach those things and what makes you have that feeling of self-value. So for Pisces, it would be like developing your spirituality and your intuition and having faith would build up your self-esteem and self-worth. But also money wouldn't mean anything to you. You'd be living in the moment. Where like I'm like over here hustling like, oh, I got to accomplish these goals or I should just die because I'm running out of time. Because that's what Saturn does is like tell you you don't have enough time. You know, it's known as the Lord of time. So, you know, those are completely different energies. But you can see how each one of the energies can show you how to build self-worth based on what energy is there. And also having Venus teaches you how to make something pleasurable and enjoyable. I know we think of Venus as like a love compatibility placement, but really it's about building our self-worth through enjoyment and pleasure 
and creativity. And all these things kind of fit together. And it's when we can bring those shadows and integrate them into the light that we can leave behind feelings of self-doubt, insecurity, and stop dwelling in the powerlessness of our pain and thinking that every bit of suffering that we experience is just meaningless. And then we start allowing ourselves to take the mantle of empowerment up that is our birthright based on our natal chart. So I'm just processing everything that you said. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) There's a lot of information in all of that. Wow. Your course sounds like it's going to go through a lot of really great information. I'm sitting here thinking, wow, like, this is really impressive. (laughs) Like, all of this is from astrology. Like, holy crap. Thank you. I really appreciate that because I put in a lot of work. I wanted this course to be really personal to me. And I know firsthand what it means to be like wounded deeply and feel powerless. But the reality is that our power often lies in that vulnerability and in our deepest, darkest like fears and shadows. And because I spent so much of my early life just kind of floundering in these feelings of uncertainty, distrust, lack, I just have a unique gift from the universe or divine or the gods, whatever you want to call it, which has granted me this special ability to care for and help others flow through the transformation in their lives with ease and to give them that empowerment because I understand what it's like to be there. Um, So the course that I am accepting enrollment for, so if you're listening to this and you are curious about it, it's called Embracing the Sacred Soul Blueprint, and it starts in literally 11 days. So if you are interested, you're going to have to book a call with me because I'm only accepting a limited amount of students and I already have a couple people signed up. So if you want to secure your spot, book a call as soon as possible uh, where we can decide if you're a fit. It starts December 20th. That's the first class though. So like you're going to need to be in by at the very latest, the 19th. Um, And Pretty much it's going to be the first run of this is going to be on Zoom. So we'll have Zoom meetings twice a week for nine weeks. And I'm going to take you through all the pain points in your personal astrology. What are those placements indicating and how can you work with them instead of working against yourself? And how can you build self-worth? How can you build confidence? How can you build trust in your own inner wisdom? And where do you find that in your chart? And also the journey of letting go of a lot of the things that have hurt you in your past so that they no longer control you and you're able to move forward and build boundaries, self-worth, confidence, and to give yourself clarity so that you're not stumbling through life feeling like nothing means nothing and you know these things are just happening to you because life sucks and really bring meaning to you know all the difficult experiences you've had because there is a point to them, I think. Okay, so people get all of that and they get to just talk to you one-on-one on a phone call. Like, Yeah, on a, on a Zoom. That on there. That's right. <laughs> Twice a week. So the first mod, uh, like each week will be a different module. And the first meeting of the week is all about the module and the topics we're going to go over. And then I give them different resources, like basically homework to go through for the week. And then the second we- uh, meeting of the week, uh, it'll be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So on Thursday, uh, Tuesday, it'll be like a module on that topic. Thursday, it'll be a Q&A and it'll just run like that each week. You no know, module Q&A. Fun. Yeah, I, I, I try to make this as enjoyable of a process as possible and give people the freedom to build 
uh, like they're going to be able to walk away not only like feeling like empowered and like they can really understand how to tackle these difficult placements in their chart, but also building like a very strong foundation for a spiritual practice because that's what's empowered me so much. But there's a lot of room for customization. I'm not going to force people to do the types of spiritual practices that, for example, I love doing because they're not all me. So there's a lot of room for doing the things that are meditative to you, doing the things that uh, bring stillness for your life, not necessarily mine, if that makes sense. Well, I'm super excited for your course. I'm also so proud of you seeing you come into your own in the astrology world. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's been a long time, long journey here, but yeah. Well, it's really exciting. And if anybody, I just want to point this out because I had this thought go through my head. If anybody's like, oh God, homework. Uh, I want to point out earlier in the episode where we were talking about how uncomfortability and growth go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And also imagine that if you join a program like this, it's not meant to be a walk in the park. It's meant to challenge you. It's meant to be uncomfortable. And it's not meant to be unachievable. I don't want to just create the false impression that I'm going to be giving you like 10 pages of homework a week. It's not like that. But the things that I will ask you to do are going to be things that build a practice for yourself and also challenge your beliefs, right? And challenge the things that you've perceived a specific way for maybe a really long time and to change those things for yourself. So you're doing a lot of the work, Um, but I think it should be exciting and maybe a little scary and maybe, you know, really amazing. So if you're interested in that, I will give Ashley the link to book a call with me and we can talk about your goals and see if you're a good fit for the program. And if you are, I'd love to have you sign up. Cool. And I will post the link in my, or in the episode bio for today. Um, I'll also post about it on my social media account. So you guys will see some things from me about it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, is there anything that you would like to add about anything we talked about today or anything about the course? There are a lot more placements in astrology that deal with spiritual healing and discovery that I didn't mention just because I didn't want this to be like hours and hours long. But just to say, if you are interested in exploring those areas, then read a lot of different astrologers' viewpoints on your placements in your birth chart, and you might be surprised at what you discover. Cool. All right. I'm going to throw one at you. What's one piece of advice you'd give to a, a beginner? Hmm. Don't worry about memorizing all the placements quickly. Just listen to things over and over again. The best place to start is examining your own birth chart, and that will teach you so much about astrology, just trying to understand your own placements. And also repetition, because sometimes different people saying different things will click in your brain in in a way that maybe somebody else can't. And that takes time. That's a process that you can't rush. Yeah. I mean, how many years have we known each other? And I recognize the word node. I know. Pro- <laughs> progress. I, I don't. I, I had still had to ask you what it meant, but I recognize that <laughs> word. I was like, I know this, kind of. When you said that, I was like, how long have we known each other? It feels like forever. It does. It does. Not long enough, though. I know. All right. Well, thank you, Tiana, so much for coming on and talking about this topic and explaining your course. Um, I hope if anybody's listening, if you're interested, talk to Tiana. She is a delight. And it sounds really cool, everything you're offering. 
And if you would like to find Tiana, how could they get in contact with you? Thank you for saying all those nice things. <laughs> First of all, uh, I really appreciate it. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Astrology Witch Podcast, on Twitter at Astro W Podcast. I, my podcast is available on all major streaming platforms. So if you just search for the Astrology Pod- Witch Podcast, then it'll come up. And I have a Facebook page called the Astrology Witch Podcast. And I just started a Facebook group called Astrology Witches, where we talk about transits and stuff. Because people kept messaging me like, hey, what do you think about this? And what is it? What is this transit about? And what does this moon mean? And things like that. So I was like, maybe I should create a place where we can all just talk about it. So that's that's available now. I also have a Patreon. The Patreon shares like uh, astrological transits for the month and new moon full moon reports and then I have a lot more on there directed toward witchcraft and astrology and how to use astrology in your magical practice so that's definitely like a different angle but if that's something you're interested in I share a lot of stuff about that there all right and if you are interested in finding me you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. On Twitter, I am at Seek Witchcraft. Instagram, I am at Seeking Witchcraft. Facebook, Seeking Witchcraft Podcast. It's mostly just a meme page. I just post a lot of memes. They're amazing, though. <laughs> They're great memes. I love them. Thank you. I follow Thank it. You. <laughs> you know, as a millennial, I love my memes. <laughs> then we also have a Facebook group that you may recognize Tiana in there. Oh, yeah. I am a mod. I shall be mod. there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's called Witches Seeking Witchcraft. Um, please answer the questions. And I also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Seeking Witchcraft. And those are all the places you can find the both of us. For the love of God, please answer the questions. <laughs> if you take one thing away from this. Yes, if you want to join the Facebook group, please answer the questions. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk with you all very soon. Bye. Bye.